Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Michelle and Nate, and you're tuned in to Christ Over Culture, your destination for faith, news, and pop culture. I'm so excited because, look, this is, like, such a special episode. I have a special guest who I met, like, eons ago as interns <laughs> working for a bank, and, um... You know, just since the day, like, I saw her and met her, I just thought she was so cool. And we've been able to, you know, follow each other on social media. I guess it's been, like, seven years, you know, since that kind of initial (laughs) internship. And she's just grown and, like, just is doing phenomenal things. And I'm just so incredibly proud of her. I think at one point we connected in Atlanta for, like, a conference. We saw each other. (laughs) Years even after the internship. So today is very special. A person who I admire and um, I, I think you guys like will love her and admire her too. So <laughs> Rihanna, Christelle, welcome to Christ Over Culture. Oh my gosh, that was such a wonderful warm welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I think it's crazy to think how our paths crossed randomly with the internship that I probably had no business even being at in St. Louis. I'm from the East Coast, so any East Coast listeners to find myself randomly one summer working at a bank in St. Louis was just super random. And yes, our paths crossed and we've been kind of following each other ever since. And I love what you're doing with the podcast and just how you've been shining your light um, brightly for Christ unapologetically. So here for it, sis. Yes. Okay. So speaking of your podcast, podcast. That was the perfect segue. Brianna hosts uh, a podcast, Shine Bright. You can catch her online. Um, She is here to talk about her debt-free journey today. Um, And I know she has some resources around that. So Brianna, I'll let you introduce yourself. Make sure you plug, you know, everything that you're doing uh, and tell us a little bit um, about how you started with your debt-free journey. We can get to that introduce yourself. I'm like, introduce yourself and then we'll get into the debt-free journey. Okay, perfect. So, okay, I'll introduce myself. So like Michelle said, my name is Brianna Christelle. I'm a Christian content creator with a passion for personal finance and teaching people how basically how to manage their coins. And that was a passion that I kind of stumbled upon. Um, I know we're going to dive deep into talking about my debt, but spoiler alert, I graduated undergrad back in 2015 with a little over $54,000 in student loan debt. And I was super overwhelmed. Maybe many of you guys can relate to that where you're just like, where the heck do I even start? And here I am five years later, even though 2020 has been horrible, um, I'm happy to say that so far I've paid over $53,000 towards debt. I have $1,000 left. And so I'm hopeful by the time you guys hear this episode that I am officially debt-free, but I am on track to be um, debt-free by the end of this year. So we'll definitely talk more about that. Um, But I just find, uh, I've found joy in sharing my... um, sharing my journey with people and then helping provide them with questions or answers to their questions and resources and pointing them in the right direction. I realized that like I was super passionate about wanting people to get their coins together, especially people of color, um, black folks, (laughs) Christians. Like, you know, I think it's really hard to build generational wealth when you kind of go your whole time on this earth owing somebody something. So I really had to change, well, God really changed the way that I viewed money and my money mindset and, um, It's been a crazy past five years, but on top of like talking about personal finance on my 
um, social media platforms. I also, like Michelle mentioned, I host a Christian self-help podcast called The Shine Bright Podcast. So I talk about everything from finances to singleness, how rough adulting is and everything in between. You can find that um, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, the, the podcast is all about encouraging women to shine their lights brightly for Christ by unapologetically being exactly who he called us to be. And I can keep going, but that is a little bit about me. Yeah, no, all phenomenal things. I'm just so proud of you. So let us know how you did it, sis. How did you pay (laughs) off over $53,000 worth of debt, student loan debt? Yes. Okay. So I will start from the top and saying that it was not a priority for me to get out of debt. I graduated undergrad and I kind of felt like, I think a lot of times in the black community, it's just like, well, your student loans are just going to be something that's going to be there forever. And you don't ever think that it's possible to not have student loan debt or that being debt free is possible. And so I kind of have that same mindset, like it's going to be a bill for the rest of my life and that'll just be a part of my life. And it wasn't until, um, so when I graduated undergrad, I went into pharmaceutical sales Um, So that's what I do by day. (laughs) I'm a pharmaceutical sales rep. And in this profession, um, we get some pretty decent bonuses. And I remember one of my aunts and and one of my uncles, they were sitting down with me and they were like, Brianna, like with what you make in bonuses, you know, if you were really, really diligent with your, what you were paying each month, so paid more than your minimum, and you put all of your bonuses towards this, like you can have this done in like three years. And I was just like, "Mm, okay, but I just got out of school. I'm finally making money. I don't want to be broke. I want to take trips. I want to buy a Louis Vuitton bag. Like I remember I was so pressed about getting this Louis Vuitton bag. And I remember they would just keep saying like, Brianna, like, no, like take this seriously. Like you can really be debt free. Like that could be a real thing for you. And so I think it took a couple of months for that to settle. And so I didn't buy the Louis Vuitton bag, but I definitely went on trips and I definitely was like, I want to live my life. Like I'm finally making money. I'm not a broke college kid anymore. Um, And I was paying the minimum on my balance, on my balance. And I think it took maybe like six or seven months for me to sit and look and see how much, for those of you guys that have student loans, if you look and see how much of your, when you make your payments, there's a percentage that goes to interest and there's a percentage that goes to your principal. So interest is basically money that is accruing on top of what you already owe. So say like I probably only um, borrowed maybe like 40 or $45,000 to go to school, but because that money just sits there and um, a lot of student loans have what's called compounding interest. So meaning that every day that interest you earn interest on top of that new total. So say, you know, one day it's like, okay, it goes from 50, uh, 45 to like 46. So now the 10% or whatever the interest rate is on top of the 46, not the original 45. So basically <laughs> interest is a devil. And yeah, I'm like break it down, break it down. <laughs> it, I mean, it gets way more complex than that, but just know that like compound interest is what kills us because what they want is for you to be paying. If you ever look at your statements, you will see like I was paying maybe like $500 a month for my student loans and like 400 of that was going to interest. And so you're not even paying down your balance. You're just paying down the extra that you owe. And it was just blowing my mind. And the track that I was on just paying my minimum was 10 years. So it was going to take me 10 years to pay that off. 
And if you think about how much interest accrues in 10 years, I probably would have been paying like some close to 60, maybe $70,000, depending on my interest rate and how it fluctuated. So that just made me really upset. I was like, oh, this is a game. Like they really are trying to get you. And so I was like, it just like something clicked for me. And I was like, Brianna, like you're young. I'm 27 years old at the time when I graduated undergrad, I think what we're like 21, 22, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, my aunt and uncle were like, look, you don't, have any kids you don't got no dependents like you just and I was living with somebody at the time like a family friend so they were like you don't even have like real bills like you have like this small little bill that you're paying for this room in this person's house but you don't have anybody to take care of but yourself and so they really drilled into my head like if you can knock this out now you can really set your future up to not have to worry about where this $500 is going to go every month just think about how many trips you can take once you're done with that think about how many Louis Vuittons you can take And so I would say probably at the beginning of 2016 is when I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And so I wrote out my whole little map because like they said, I'm like, if I'm diligent and I do this, like I can kill it in three years. Well, obviously here I am five years later, I did not kill it in three years. Um, You know, I think that's something important to know about the journey. Like it might not be linear. Like you might have times where you're like this month I killed it or these three months I killed it. And then you might have a month that you're like, ooh, I had a little bit too much Chipotle this month or, you know, I went to H&M or Zara had a sale. So it's definitely not linear. And I don't want to paint that picture that it's like, oh, once you set your mind to it, like it's going to be a perfect journey. It absolutely wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, that that's basically the high level of like what kicked me into gear to say like, you know what, Brianna, like, let's do this. Let's be really serious about getting out of debt. So that's my high level answer. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was great. And you even included a lot of details. So let's just take a deeper dive into the student loan discussion. So um, I, I've i talked about at least debt um, on my podcast before, but I don't think I've ever like really gotten into student loans. So my student loans are serviced through the federal government. Now, I've had like multiple conversations around if I should put my student loans through a private uh, organization or keep it with the federal government. I was doing public uh, service loan forgiveness programs uh, for a long time because I like pretty much for the majority of my career worked in public service in some way. And so I'm curious for you, like what conversations did you have or what did you consider when it came to your loans? Were your loans through the federal government were they through a private company? And like, how did you make a decision if you had to make one on where to put your loans in order to pay off and pay down um, that debt so that the majority of your money was going to the principal and not the interest? That is a great question. So I'm glad you asked that so I can clarify. So all of my loans, my $54,000 were all um, federal loans. And so for those of you guys that took out federal loans, you'll hear subsidized or unsubsidized. And sometimes I get the two confused, but I think subsidized is when you take the loan out and it does start accruing interest while you're in undergrad. And unsubsidized is you take it out and it doesn't start accruing interest until you graduate. Um, I might've switched, I might've confused the two, but basically one accrues interest while like the day that you take it out. So the loan I took out as a freshman in 2011 started accruing interest the day I took it out. Whereas the other one, the whether that's subsidized, unsubsidized, the other one doesn't start accruing um, interest until the day you graduate um, 
or the day because your loans go into six months of a grace period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so if anyone's in undergrad or school listening to this, like it's really important to know if you're taking out subsidized or unsubsidized because that could be a difference between $1,000 of um, debt. But anyway, so yeah, all of mine were federal. Um, if you hear people talking about Sally Mae or I don't know any of the other ones, but Sally Mae is the one that we all hear about. So those are private loans. Um, the difference between federal and private is usually the interest rate. Um, sometimes with private, they have, um, I forgot the name of it, but it's like a sliding scale of interest. So like my interest rate, my highest interest rate was like 6.5%. And then my lowest might've been like 3.5% for my loans. Um, whereas private can be on a scale. So it can say like, hey, today it might be 12% and then tomorrow it might be this. So private can get very, very um, messy. And for those that have private loans, like it's a really tricky game. Um, I think I did consider consolidating. So most of the times people consider consolidating their loans because I, again, I had, uh, I think I took out a, a loan for every year that I was an undergrad or maybe every semester. So I either had four or eight um, and each one had a different interest rate. So again, my highest one was six and my lowest one was maybe three. So usually people will consolidate their loans to just get one interest rate, which hopefully will be lower than what it currently is. So it really depends on what your personal situation is. I did not consolidate because when I tried to consolidate, they were trying to give me a higher rate. And I was like, um, I'm so sorry. Like I'm not about to start paying 7% interest when I could be paying three on some or whatever. So I think wherever you are in your financial situation, I think you should one, know what interest rate you're paying. So whether it's on one lump sum, for most of us, it's probably like a bunch of different loans broken out on each semester that we were in undergrad. You can look into consolidating if it's going to be better a better interest rate for you um, and know that these insurance companies, or not insurance companies, but like these companies, like they're just trying to get you to take out another loan because that's what you're doing. You're basically consolidating and saying like, oh, I owe $54,000 in debt let me go take out a loan from another company that will give me a lower interest rate and say like, let me pay off my 54 to you. So long story short, basically know how much you might be saving on interest. Like you might want to just do the math and see. Um, And if that makes sense for you, then I definitely recommend that. But for me, it just didn't make sense. So I did not consolidate. I continue to pay um, my federal loans, which right now, because of the CARES Act, most of our loans are in forbearance until they just extended it to January 31st of 2021. So no interest is being accrued, which is a big thing. So I think a lot of people just didn't, they were like, oh, I don't have to pay. But it's like, not that you don't have to pay, um, which is great. Like a lot of people don't, but like also no interest is accruing. So any extra payment that you make between now and January goes straight to your principal instead of that pesky interest that takes forever to pay down. So that was why that was a huge thing for a lot of people, especially in the debt community that um, that was passed. So in my approach, I don't know if we're getting into my approach and how I approach my debt. Yes. Okay. So there is, I feel like it's so funny because you don't know how much you know about it until people start asking you about it. Um, but there is the debt snowball and the debt avalanche approach. Um, for those that aren't familiar, these are two popular different ways that people approach paying down their debt. Debt snowball says, uh, write out all of your debts from, so whether that's student loan debts, whether that's credit card, personal debts, medical bills, whatever, like write it all out from your most expensive to your smallest debt. And then debt snowball says to pay off your smallest to your largest because it helps you to build momentum. So say you have like a $500 um, 
I don't know, like H&M debit card. I don't even know if they have credit cards, but like $500 H&M debit card. For example, a couch. I think I had a $700 couch at a point and was like, oh, I'm just going to knock this off in the snowball and then move up. Yeah, exactly. So what a couch, let's use that one. You have a $700 couch, you start paying that one off. And then say your next step before that is $1,000. You were already used to paying that $700. So you apply that $700 plus three extra hundred dollars to that one. And so the whole idea behind that one is that it just creates momentum for you where you're like, oh yes, I'm like knocking debt off. Um, And so if that's how you're motivated, then like definitely recommend that one. Um, and then there's um, debt avalanche, which is saying list out your interest rates from highest to lowest and then start attacking the highest one first because that obviously is the one that's going to cost you the most money. So if you're more like, I'm tired, I'm pissed off, I'm tired of paying all these people this money, then that one might be um, the best approach for you. I did a mix of both. So I was really upset that I had a 6% interest rate. And so I was like, I'm going to pay this one off. And so I went really, really hard for that one. And then after I paid that one off, I had like two, 4% and one, 3%. And I was like, those interest rates aren't that high that I'm like, oh, let me aggressively attack this one versus the other. So then I went the debt snowball approach and I said, oh, okay, one is $2,000. So that will be easier than the $8,000 or however much that was at the time. So know which one you're going to use. And it could be a mix. There's no right or wrong way. Um, No matter what Dave Ramsey or anybody tells you, I think it's what's going to motivate you. The only right way is the way that is going to work for you and the way that you're going to stick to. Yeah. You know, one thing that I found that I have found really interesting is that everyone's financial situation is different. And so you really do have to have like a tailored approach and be open to your method potentially looking different from someone else's method. I think that is really good. Um, and I'm glad that you're sharing this, Brianna, to hear from someone and hear the approach. Like, this is the approach that they took. This is what it looked like because that's information gathering. So okay. they need to figure out, okay, what what's my personality like? What's my financial picture like? What are my financial goals? Because that plays a part in it as well. And then begin to come up and imagine what your actual, you know, debt-free journey should look like or paying off debt and um, the amount of time that you want to dedicate to that. So I'm really glad that you talked about that and the fact that not everyone's uh, financial journey will look the same. So be open to information gathering and figuring out what works for you. So I'm glad that you shared that, Brianna, so that Absolutely. our listeners can hear a strategy and approach as they begin to um, map out their financial journey and picture. Absolutely. And if I could also add, because I know some people are probably like, where do I even start? Like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. For me, like in 2016, when I was like, okay, I want to get serious about this. And at the time, I wanted to give myself a three-year um three-year time frame. And so I sat down and I said, okay, if I owe this amount of dollars, say it's uh, $30,000 in student loan debt. Okay. If I have three years, that means every year I have to pay $10,000. You divide that by 12, you do the math and you're like, okay, this is what my payment needs to be every single month. And so that is ultimately like, that's how I started off. And I didn't stick to my three years because there were vacations that I wanted to take and all that other stuff. But ultimately that's what I did. I said, you know what? Like, I want this paid off in this certain amount of time. And I did the math and say, okay, how much do I need to be bringing in each month to make that realistic? So I would say that's where I would start off, like tally up all of your debt and say, okay, 
do I want to take the snowball approach? Do I want to take the avalanche approach? Whichever one, do the math to say how, like, how quickly do I want to pay this off? Everyone might have, again, have a different financial situation. You might have kids, you might uh, have other responsibilities. You might be in a place where there's higher rent and you can't afford to pay like $2,000 towards student loan debt, whatever the case may be. Do the own math for your own financial situation and then put some accountability around yourself. So I personally purchased like this little felt number board where I can post on Instagram, like when my debt started to get lower. And I realized that accountability was the biggest thing for me because the reasons why I fell off so many times in the journeys, cause like I'm the only one holding me accountable. So if I walk into Zara and there's a sale, I mean, you know, like I might be swayed to buy that thing or those many things. So once I started putting on social media, which I know, especially as people of color, as black folks, as Christians, like sometimes you're like, you don't want to put numbers out there and money can be this taboo thing to talk about. But I think we just have to like move past that. And so once I started sharing it on Instagram, people would be like, oh, wow. Like, and they would start asking me so many questions or they would get like really involved in it. So now when I post, like so many people are like, yes, like, oh my goodness, like that's amazing. And people just, you know, cheer you on along the way. So I would also say like, make sure you put some accountability in there, whether you feel comfortable sharing it on social media, whether you know a couple of friends that are trying to get out of debt as well. And you guys just keep each other encouraged. I think debt can be a very daunting thing. It can be something that's very overwhelming and you can just feel very isolated and lonely and like trapped on the journey. And so as much as you can create community and accountability, um, that for me was like the magic, magic key for me. Yeah. And that's how I came across it, you know, just following your social media. And I was like, okay, Brianna, yes. <laughs> so I've definitely had my little pom-poms cheering you on. And so I just think about how us sharing some of the things that are potentially really uncomfortable for us to share and bringing people along with the journey can open up other new opportunities for you, whether it's a podcast or a, a resource guide, you know, like whatever you do, it can literally snowball into something bigger that can then help someone else so that that's even something I've taken away even just from seeing your bravery around sharing on social media is like wow you know this can open up so many doors when you push past kind of those taboo things or fears or topics and so I just want to encourage people to do that So now that you are literally like a thousand dollars or less away from your goal, um, what would you say to freshman year Brianna or even in high school, high school, senior year, junior year Brianna about debt or student loans, knowing what you know now? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, what would I go back and tell her? I will be very honest and maybe this is not a popular thing to say because I know I've had people ask me like, would you go back and do anything different? Or like, would you not take out as much money? Um, I loved every single bit of my undergrad career. And I tell my friends, I walked away from, I went to Link University in Pennsylvania. So going to an HBCU, I walked away from with some of the absolute best friendships. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys are worth the $54,000 of student (laughs) loan debt. Like, and I truly do believe that. Um, so my answer is not that like, oh, I wouldn't have taken out loans. Um, I wish that I would have worked 
and put my money, like our internship money, I wish I would have put that towards debt at the time, especially for those loans that were accruing interest from the moment that I took them out. So I wish that I would have understood that more because I definitely did have internships and like you and I, we made decent money at the bank. Um, And so I wish that I would have been more diligent about trying to pay down debt while I was in undergrad. I also had like jobs on campus and like I did stuff. So like I could have knocked my debt down by like, several thousand dollars if I would have um, paid attention and if it was something that mattered to me. So I think I would just let high school Brianna know, just set expectations like, okay, girl, like you think you're going to get out of college and you're going to get this bomb job and you're going to be flossing, but like, let's temper how we look at money um, and how we spend. And so maybe I wouldn't tell her anything about debt, but I definitely have learned a lot on this journey about delayed gratification and the fact that I just didn't have the best money habit. So I talk about like how responsible, quote unquote, I was with paying down my debt. But like I had to really shift my money mindset in this process because another thing that I recommend is people just sitting down with their budget. Cause I've had people tell me like, I just don't have enough, I don't make enough money to put extra towards my debt. And I'm like, one, like let's look at our priorities. So I'm not in anybody's pocket. I'm not telling anybody, you know, what they have. But what I am saying is you might be surprised in some of the leaks that you have. Like I know even in quarantine, like I was sitting down, I'm like, wait, I'm spending how much on like takeout or like things like that. And I think it's just really important not to avoid your money. I think some people just swipe their card and they're like, hey, I hope something's in there or they'll put a bunch on credit. That was me. Like I I did not understand fully how credit worked. I knew that I never wanted to carry a balance. So that was one thing that like I never carried a balance basically with my credit card, but like I use my credit card in advance of getting a paycheck. So if I knew like, okay, I'm getting paid on Friday and it's going to be a thousand dollars or whatever, I would spend like that money in advance and then payday would come and like all my money would go towards my credit bill. And then of course I had no money for the week after that. And so what do I do? Put it back on credit. And I was just in this horrible cycle of spending my money before I got it. And that can be very dangerous. And so I think I would go back and tell high school Brianna, college Brianna, like, look, you need to get your money mindset under control and how you are viewing money and not letting it just burn your pocket and like fly out of there. Cause I think, Paying off debt is amazing, but everyone, not everyone is in debt. So if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I had scholarships, like that doesn't apply to me, then shout out to you. I'm I'm definitely a little jealous. (laughs) Um, But like, I would also ask you like, how do you approach your money? Like, I think this pandemic has shown us how important it is to save for a rainy day or a global pandemic. Like, so are you saving? I did not know how to save. I didn't have really good saving habits. I would maybe like put a couple thousand dollars away And then I remember my dog who was barking earlier, (laughs) Um, I had a couple thousand dollars saved up and then I went to the mall and I saw this cute dog and I used all of my emergency fund to buy a dog. That was not an emergency. So that was not a proper use of that, those funds. Emotional support. Yes. Yes. He is emotional support, um, (laughs) but that was not the way I should have used my savings. And so I was not using my savings as savings. I was using it as like an extended um, bank account. Like, oh, well, when I don't have it here, I'm just going to go here. So my money, the way that I approached money was a, a hot mess. Um, and so I really had to like take some time to like relearn that, um, which is not easy. But yeah, I think that's what I would go back and tell undergrad and high school Brianna, like get it together. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses by buying this and buying that. Use your credit responsibly because it's great 
to have a good credit score because I never carried a balance. But like that just means that you don't owe anybody or that you're good at paying off debt, but that doesn't mean that you know how to manage money. So I think people get really caught up in like, oh, you got a great credit score, a great credit score. And it's like, okay, that just means you know how to manage debt. That does not mean that you know how to save for a rainy day or that you know how to budget and not overspend. So I think that's just really important. And yeah, I would go back and tell myself that. Wow, that's amazing. I like, I'm just going to leave that right there because (laughs) so many nuggets, um, so many nuggets. I want to transition to talk a little bit about your resource guide Mm -hmm. and what people can find in there. So I know you talk about money mindsets and habits. So Tell us a little bit about your resource guide that you created kind of as a a result of your debt-free journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I was getting, like I said, once I started sharing this and the whole purpose of me ever sharing my debt journey on Instagram was just for accountability. Like I knew once I put it out there and said, hey, y'all, in four years, I want to be out in debt. Like the internet is going to hold you accountable. They're going to be like, hey, sis, like what, where are your updates? <laughs> um, so once I started sharing it, so many people like flooded asking me questions, not knowing where to start. And I was like, yo, I remember being there. I remember being overwhelmed. I remember looking at how much I owed and thinking like where to start. And so I created a workbook, a financial literacy workbook called the Money Mindset Workbook, which basically walks people through uh, four different buckets. So there is the budgeting, which is super, super important, Um, not overspending and learning how to like curve your spending habits and knowing your triggers. Some of us are emotional spenders. Some of us like, you know, just are moved by sales. So I talk about that because I was definitely both of those people. I was talking about like how I learned how to trick myself into saving, um, especially this year. Um, And so some of my tips and tricks there for how to make saving fun, because sometimes you're just like, okay, you're saving for a rainy day, but like it hasn't rained in years, like, you know, and so uh, I've had to learn how to like trick myself into making saving fun. And then also like how I've approached um, my debt. So I share a lot of tips here of like how I approach that, but it's just a little bit more in depth on like the actual steps. And there's actual like activities. There's over like 16 or 17 different activities, again, for budgeting, for getting your spending uncontrolled under control. And I share like a lot of my story in there and give tips that like literally the actual activities that I created for myself to say like, okay, girl, this is how we're going to get that spending under control. And this is how we're going to stick to our budget. This is how we're going to save. And this is how we're going to attack our debt. So I share all of that. And then also I do have a free resource, which is like 25 of my favorite my favorite personal finance resources. So they're different like budgeting apps, different podcasts that I listen to, um, different people that I follow on Instagram that are really like motivational and inspiring for me when it comes to the debt journey, um, different books that I've read. Um, and in my book, I don't, in my workbook, I don't talk about like credit or investing, but I do share books that I have read about credit or investing and just kind of dabbling in that world as well. So um, yeah, that's that's the workbook that I created and you guys can definitely find it. Um, it's in my Instagram bio. You can find me at Brianna Christelle, B-R-I-N-N-A, Christelle as like Danielle, but K-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-E. Um, and yeah, all the information is there for you guys. And I will very likely be doing an end of the year um, sale, especially when I'm debt free. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I did a 50% off sale for Black Friday. Um and a lot of people snatched up the resource. So there might be another one coming end of the year as well. Perfect. Well Brianna, you have covered it. Um <laughs> I'm gonna open up the floor and see if there's anything else you'd like to add maybe that we have not covered. But if not, 
Uh, you have left the resource there, your Instagram for people to head over. So if you missed it, rewind and get her Instagram handle. But anything else that you like to share as we close out this episode? Um, well, two things. So I want to share some of my favorite podcasts. Um, I, I do include it in the resource, but you know, I know some people won't go over to that. So, um, but before I do that, like I again, I just want to remind people, like it's not a linear journey. Um, you know, I think, and I think that's true for a lot of things, especially as Christians, like in our Christian walk, like it, we think that it's going to be one thing, like oh God, like my life is going to look like this, and then it'd be like. Mm, okay, it's actually not a straight line. It's a little bit, you know, crooked or a little bit janky. So I just think it's important to know that the process may not be linear and don't beat yourself up for it. Like any, any, a baby step is still a step. That's one of my favorite quotes. And so no matter how far you are on your journey, if you haven't even started yet, like shout out to you for even listening to this podcast because you could have looked at the title and been like, nope, I don't want to even touch this. I don't want to talk about my debt. So it, like shout out to you for even wanting to know more and even listening to this. Um, and yeah, take the steps, put accountability in place and just every, like one step at a time, like one step at a time, it's going to be okay. Try not to get overwhelmed. And when you do like take that to God, be like, yo, this is, this is ghetto. I don't like it. <laughs> and just, just be real honest with him. Um, but you know, get, get back on the path and it will be okay. And for those that are just, cause I, you know, I do have people in my life that are like, my student loans will just continue to be a bill. Like, you know, Hey, that that's fine. If that's how you want to approach it. But I knew for me, what I can do now with the money that I've been putting towards debt these past five years, like I will take the trip and I'll take the trip without having to owe anybody. Like I'll take the trip, I'll save for it and I'll just create money habits so that when I hopefully have children one day and I settle down and you know the legacy that I pass on will not be one of debt. It will be one of hopefully financial abundance or at least knowing what to do with their coins. Um, so just want kind of want to leave you guys with that little bit of encouragement. And if you're looking for other podcasts, I love podcasts. And so some of my favorite podcasts that talk about money um, there's one, it's called Yo Quiero Dinero, which basically means I love money or I want money in Spanish. Um, so the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, it is a podcast um, geared towards Latinas, um, but she everything's in English and I just... <laughs> I just love listening to it. Um, so it's still things that are applicable to people of color as well. Um, there's the Chris Hogan show, which uh, Chris Hogan and Dave Ramsey are probably like big names that maybe you guys have heard of in the debt community. Um, Chris Hogan is African. Dave Ramsey is a Caucasian guy and Chris Hogan is African-American. I absolutely love his voice. He has like a deep baritone voice. So I like listening to his podcast a little bit more than Dave Ramsey's, but Dave Ramsey is also a really good one as well. Um, there's a podcast called The Clever Girls Know Podcast, which is all about um, finances. She gets into investing. She interviews different people in understanding like how they're saving for retirement, which is the whole thing we didn't even like touch on, but that is a part of your financial literacy as well because you know you don't just stumble into retirement with like all this money. You have to be actively planning for it. Um, so recommend that one. And then the last one is called Millionaires Unveiled. And it's this podcast. It's these two really quirky guys that, in, that basically interview millionaires. And they ask them about their portfolio and how they became millionaires, what they do with their money and how they spend and all that stuff. And I think it's just really helpful to hear different ways that people approach their money. And I think we think millionaires are people that like make a million dollar salary every year, like at their job. And that's not the case. Like a lot of people um, hit millionaire status um, 
in real estate and so many other things. And really, it's like saving and saving for retirement. Um, So listening to that, it's just a wealth of knowledge where you're like, wow, this person is 32 years old and they became a millionaire. And a lot of people think like, oh, did they inherit money or did somebody leave the money? But like, no, a lot of them is just like they've saved, like they only lived off of 20% of their income. Like imagine if you did that, where you would be if you put this money in savings and all that stuff. So Anyways, those are some places that I definitely recommend starting. And there's so much information out there, even just doing a small Google search. Um, If you have questions, you can DM me um, on Instagram. I'm happy to answer them. Like I said, this has kind of become a passion of mine. So yeah, I'm just really, really um, passionate about the kingdom. Getting serious about their coins. Yes, me too. And that's exactly why we and why I thought it was really important to have this conversation today and why on the podcast, I tried to have these conversations and share this information. So I'm glad that you shared those resources and yeah, we need to get our coins up and know how to manage our coins. And um, like you talked about abundance, you know, um, I know that God definitely wants all of us to be able to manage finances. I think about Matthew, I think it's 25 where it talks about um, like your coins and <laughs> and um, it's the parable of the talents essentially. And, you know, we mm, want to be able to multiply that and figure out how to best manage that on earth, um, you know, as it is in heaven. So I'm so glad that you shared your journey and um, that we're able to have these candid conversations. Like when it's the ghetto, it's the ghetto, you know, it's abundance, it's abundance. And we definitely want to be able to uh, reach that, you know, abundant state and be able to be grateful for what God has given each and every one of us. So thank you, Brianna. What's your handle again? So we can follow you. Brianna Christelle. (laughs) Um, And your podcast at shine bright podcast that's the instagram name and you can if you just put shine bright podcast into apple podcast google podcast you will see my brown face pop up (laughs) well thank you so much for being here today i've truly enjoyed this discussion i know that people are going to get so many nuggets out of it so you know i'm just wishing you all the best in every endeavor that you do and just keep shining bright girl you're doing it (laughs) (laughs) thanks girl thank you so much for inviting me i really really appreciate it and like i said it's it's beautiful to see you doing your thing as well i think it's crazy how god kind of brought us together and kind of kept us in keeping with each other for the past seven years so shout out to you too girl you're also spiritual i know i'm like (laughs) i'm so glad that we connected uh for this thing you know it's just it is it's 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 God's intervention and timing, like from an internship to, you know, things on a spiritual level and, and even financial, you know, talking about finances. So you can check out Brianna's uh, episode on Christ Over Culture. You can visit ChristOverCulture.com. We have all of our past episodes there. Check out everything that we have going on. And I'm just wishing everyone a happy holiday, a happy new year, a good, faithful grateful just abundant 2021 and um make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself and your loved ones thank you for listening and i'll talk to you in the next episode bye